Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Diane. And we're Minimalist Moms. No, we don't live in tiny houses. We live in the suburbs of the Midwest where bigger equals better. But the more we added to our lives, instead of feeling better, we felt overwhelmed. It's hard enough being a mom. The last thing you need is stress from too much stuff and overcrowded schedules. It was time for a radical new mindset. Less is more. We're not into extremes. We didn't throw away everything. Our brand of minimalism is more about adding than subtracting. Get rid of the excess to make room for what you love. In other words, it's about living life with purpose. We hope it will inspire you to think more and do with less. Hello and welcome to Minimalist Moms. I'm Megan and... I'm Diane. (laughs) (laughs) You can tell we've taken a few weeks. (laughs) Trying to get back in the groove of things. Back in the swing of things. We are so happy and thankful that you are listening today. Our topic is digital minimalism, but more specifically, parenting with an iPhone. I feel like there should be a bum, bum, bum after that. Um, We really wanted to talk about being minimal in your digital life. And maybe we'll turn this into a series because there's Mm -hmm. definitely lots of different topics we could talk about. But we felt like the one that was most relevant to moms right now is how to manage doing life with children and a phone in your hand Mm -hmm. and just all the fun stuff that comes with that. So, uh, Diane is going to start us off with our minimalist moment of the week. Yeah, so um, I can't remember if I mentioned this on the podcast that we did last, but I took my baby moon to Paris, France. Thank you to my husband. We actually got really good deals on tickets, like crazy good deals, and we stayed in Airbnb, so that's minimalist, not staying in fancy hotels. Um I'm justifying my baby. Um, (laughs) You don't need to justify it. You've Um, earned it. (laughs) That's true. Um, But I would say that my minimalist moment during that week of travel last week was just the fact that, one, I was telling you, we didn't have cellular the whole time that we were there. So we only had Wi-Fi at our apartment. And that was just... We're talking about having an iPhone and Mm -hmm. like the digital minimalism tonight. So... Um, it was just really good to step away and have a break and actually just be with one another. We, it forced us to like have conversation, which mm-hmm. sometimes we're caught up in our iPhones. And so, I mean, just so I understand mm-hmm. when you say you don't have, cell, you didn't have cellular, does that mean that your phones, you can calls or texts were out? Yeah. Everything. But everything. everything. Internet calls, texts. The only way that people could get a hold of me is if I connected back to Wi-Fi at our apartment. Awesome. But um, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I just use my phone for pictures. So it, it was crazy because I was like, Marty, my battery's lasting like I'm only at sixty three percent, and it's all at the end of the day. Which usually I charge my phone a few times a day yeah. from how much I use it. But so that, and then I was telling you as well that I we both carried on um, one bag. Um, and I did kind of a capsule wardrobe uh, for the whole week. I repeated that we were there. We were traveling for nine days, so I did repeat outfits. But, yeah, I just paired things well that went together, and it mm-hmm. worked really well. And I didn't overpack, and I was actually 
able to carry my bag around. I don't know. It was just really different awesome. than the way I typically travel. So. Oh, and her, if you look on her Instagram, her photos of her trip, I was so jealous the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> it was very beautiful. I yes. wasn't expecting parts of Paris. I mean, I knew I you see pictures, but then you just experience it, and it still doesn't capture hmm. it being there. So it's on my bucket list for sure. Yeah. Well, and then we're going to move on to the resource of the week that we introduced a few weeks back. So, Megan, what do you have for us this week? Well, hey, it's very similar. You started talking about capsule wardrobes. Um, this week, when, I think when we post this, mm-hmm. if I have the timeline right, um, it starts uh, the 10 by 10 challenge that was started by um, Lee Vosberg of stylebee.ca. And she has, she does it every quarter Mm -hmm. so that just to kind of get you in the mood for that or kind of prepare for the upcoming season. So the challenge is to take 10 items from your wardrobe and wear them for 10 days. So 10 Mm -hmm. items, 10 outfits, 10 days. And um, it kind of just helps you to get in the groove for that for that season and mm-hmm. see what you might uh, how you might be creative with the things that you already have in your closet so does that include shoes she said you can I mean you can do it however you want mm-hmm. um, she suggests I think they have two pairs of shoes her suggested yeah. two pairs of shoes two bottoms a dress four tops and uh, like layering, oh, okay. yeah, like okay. either a coat or jacket, sweatshirt, whatever. Okay. So, um, I've I've been working on mine. I'm gonna do it this this quarter. Every quarter, I'm like I'm gonna yeah. do it, and I don't. So, I'm gonna do it. You can um, follow along on Instagram at hashtag Spring Ten by Ten, which is ten x ten, or look her up on her website. So, I'm kind of excited to do that. I've never, it's, it's not a lot of things. It's, it's yeah, I mean, really that's, small. I mean, I feel like that's what I did in Paris. I only mm-hmm. took two pairs of shoes and usually that's where I fill up my bag. So mm-hmm. I just had my boots that I wore and then my flats that I just stuck in my bag, mm-hmm. which I mean, they were both terrible shoes to have taken on that trip. <laughs> like I needed to have invested in walking shoes, but yeah, I mean, I think I could do that 10 by 10. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. We'll we, include all of that in the show notes. Yeah. Too, yeah. Definitely. Look it up. So today we're going to talk about how to stay focused when cell phones and parenting meet. And um, I do want to kind of step back for a second because we're talking about, why are we talking about focus um, on a minimalism podcast? Um, Because really, you know, that's what it comes down to. Digital minimalism is mostly distraction management. And what I mean by that is like, and if you can think about it in general, minimalism is the path to focusing. So we're reducing the amount of things so we can focus on what's important, right? Mm -hmm. So if you kind of take the example of your kitchen and you reduce the amount of things in your kitchen um, because the important task in there is to prepare food, right? So the you know, the extra spices in your spice rack that fall every time you go in there to get them are Mm -hmm. distracting from the purpose of prepping your food. Um, Having to dig out the mixer behind, like, the quesadilla maker Mm -hmm. or the whatever else. The juicer. The juicer. There we go. Whatever's extraneous. Um, Or just, like, you know, you have that utensil drawer that you can never find the right Mm -hmm. thing out of there and you're digging and 
it distracts you from what the purpose of that that area same with the bedroom if you maybe your television distracts you from going to sleep in that mm-hmm. room or piles of whatever on your nightstand and you knock it over and whatever um, in our closet our important task is to get dressed mm-hmm. and a lot of times we have so we have decades worth of clothes in there and it's hard for us to focus in on the clothing that actually fits us and is right for what we're our phase in life and what we're doing mm-hmm. so if you look at it that way um, what is the important task on your phone mm-hmm. and that's where we get into trouble right yeah <laughs> like, because it does a lot of things it is literally a telephone, which we don't use it for as yeah. much anymore. <laughs> it should be renamed. I know. It's no longer the iPhone. I know. I don't, I don't have anything witty or creative it's to come like, up with. But. I know. Somebody called it, recently I was reading that she called it the cubicle in her pocket or like pocket cube or mm-hmm. something. But, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it does a lot of mm-hmm. different things. So um, same with, you know, your computer, you know, it's it's it is a computer in your hand so you can write on it you can do email you can there's an an app can do that i mean Mm -hmm. an app can do anything so that's where we get into the trouble is even if you try to reduce everything else of distractions in your life you have something in your hand or in your back pocket or in your purse at all times that's this big distraction machine Mm -hmm. so how does that translating, translate to parenting? Um, I think two of the big issues that we usually face as moms is the temptation to retreat into our phones when we're with our kids, right? That's a big source of guilt. Uh, and then the other one is when we actually go to use the phone, we unlock it, and then we're distracted by 10 other things mm-hmm. that, that were not the purpose. Uh, have you done this before? You unlock your phone and you swipe the screen and then you're like, what, what, what was I getting in mm-hmm. here for? Because you even not, not even habit. doing anything. Yeah, like you just open it and then you're like, what, what did I pull this out for? Like I've done that before and mm-hmm. I just sit there and going, what? Or you, you flip it and you see all those. And I'm mostly going to be talking about iPhones here because mm-hmm. I have an iPhone. You have an yeah, iPhone, have right? So. Well. Sorry for you, Android people. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it translates to in your language, but you you unlock the phone, and then there's all these little notifications and buttons that you mm-hmm. need to figure out what that came from, and then you get a text while you're doing something else, and mm-hmm. it's difficult to stay focused. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of want to talk a little bit first about the the mom phone shame. And, I mean, I feel like it's almost become this cliche in our culture right now it's the mom on her phone while her kids are at the playground Mm -hmm. have you I mean do you know what I'm talking about here have you you've heard that a lot like I feel like there's a lot of shaming around that like well you're just sitting there and in both within the community of moms and outside um and it it just it's one of my pet peeves. But. I guess I have mixed opinions on this. Mm-hmm. So Go we for might it. You well, tell, we me, might disagree. tell me yours. Okay, so Charlotte's two. She needs more, like, I need to watch her because the other day, she, I mean, just climbing, she almost fell. I was right beside her, but, like, I needed to keep my eye on her. Whereas, like, your daughter, isn't she, like, nine? nine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She doesn't need as much attention. Now, 
that's fine. So I guess I'm more likely to judge moms of really littles mm-hmm. because they need our attention and they're growing and they need our like help to learn how to do those like certain things, how to mm-hmm. climb up the scary. I don't even know what she was climbing, but um, yeah. So I guess I am one of those judgmental people just because. This is just a short period of time, I guess, in their lives where they're needing us more. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, that said, I do think that it can, you do just need a break sometimes. And if people are just seeing a little bit of your life, like, I shouldn't probably be so critical. Mm-hmm. So I want to hear your side and maybe you'll, you'll change you know, my mind. I, I feel you on all accounts. Um, it, it bothers me when you hear from the outside, as in like maybe grandmothers mm-hmm. or people who are moms or whatever that are kind of shaming like, well, I saw this mom and she was on her phone. She wasn't paying attention or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you don't know her life. Mm-hmm. You don't know what she was going through or, you know, who she was communicating with on that phone or what she was doing. Yeah, she could have been mindlessly scrolling, but... Mm-hmm. What kind of day did she have before that? Like, a lot of times, like you said, depending on the age of your kids, you go to the playground so you can get some time. That's the only mm-hmm. time where they're not on you mm-hmm. all, all the time. So, you know, I think that's totally fine. Like, do what you want to do in mm-hmm. your, quote, unquote, free time. It is hard to be a mom when the kids are, especially if you're a stay-at-home mom, you don't work. For, you know, this is your only outlet. You go to the playground so that they have something else to keep their attention on yeah keep them occupied yeah well I mean that's why I um I took her just a few days ago and I listened to a podcast like I had one ear in one Mm -hmm. ear out and like I'll I'll walk around following her but I'm also like a paranoid parent at the playground because she's so little like I think that I'll give her more freedom once she shows that she's earned Mm -hmm. it I mean she's definitely way different than she was even six months ago but I guess I just feel like she needs me more when mm-hmm. we're there. So it still is something that I'm like, oh, I just can't go and relax mm-hmm. with her. Well, you that's a good idea, actually, you brought up with the, the podcast. Because my issue when my kids were really young mm-hmm. at the playground um, was that, and with I guess with anything when they're super young, mm-hmm. is that your brain isn't being challenged. Mm-hmm. You're, you're physically being challenged, and you need to see them and watch them and to assist them. But they don't need your brain, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. And my brain was always going and thinking of other things or whatever. Um, but if I had, yeah, if you had a podcast to listen to where you're still going to walk around and do yeah. whatever, or but your you're book also on tape. listening, or your book on yeah. tape or whatever, mm-hmm. that's a great idea. Um, I always kind of come up with the people who are shaming them, like, so say it was the grandma who's mm-hmm. like, and I'm like, well, you know, what did you do at the playground? You tell me, like, you watch your kids like hawks the whole time, mm-hmm. like, you know, was it? Were you sitting there knitting? Did you have a book? I'm were sure you they distracting? Were yeah. I was like, you know, it's not. Don't. It's kind of they point to the phone as the the, you know, the downfall of our entire generation mm-hmm. when. I it's guess not really that. The other sad thing is if a kid's like, "Mom, look at me! Like, watch me!" and like it, they're completely ignored. Yes. Like your phone is more important. Like. Yeah, maybe you did have a bad day. Just look up and say, hold on just a second. Like, give them acknowledgement. But when your phone is more important, that's yes. when I get That's where the issue lies. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah, sorry. That was just one of my little hot buttons when people just start I see what going you're off saying. on that. Like, I, you know? I get it. And I do think that there was a time when people, I mean, 
even going to the park with your friends, I was with my cousin yesterday at the park, and we were definitely more under our conversation at some points mm-hmm. than watching our kids. But we were also at a different playground that was, like, more toddler-friendly. So I guess there's just – it's all yeah. relative. It's all their very variables. Right, which is another thing. I think we need to give ourselves grace, and we need to give mm-hmm. other moms grace, too. Because, again, we don't know their lives. Mm-hmm. We don't know what's going on. Um, just because you're you were sitting and having a conversation with another mom, that mm-hmm. doesn't make it any better or worse than the mom who's sitting – on her phone yeah. on the bench. So, you know, like, number one, give yourself another's grace when mm-hmm. it when it comes to this. The other thing that you brought up that I also had written down was that um, it's not a bad thing that you're on the phone if the kid comes up to you, wants to see what you're doing or whatever, just if you're um, have to, you know, I'm not good at changing focus. Mm-hmm. Like, I get kind of angry in my head when I get distracted with things. But mm-hmm. one one thing that has really helped is me saying, hold on just a moment, I'll mm-hmm. be right with you. Mm-hmm. And not only does it um, help create boundaries for mm-hmm. the kids, but they, they learn basic, you know, politeness mm-hmm. and just to say, excuse, or, you know, if they have to, we've taught them from early on, even sometimes I tell them to wait a minute, even when I'm not doing anything, just so that they know that, you know, they're another person in the world Mm -hmm. that needs to learn patience Mm -hmm. and um, build those skills. So I don't think it's a bad thing if you you, um, tell them to hold on a second, I'm just finishing this thing up, then I'll come watch you, that type of deal. Of course, age appropriately. Mm -hmm. Um, But... Anyhow, so that was standing. <laughs> That's the whole like. So what can we do to help us from? And there's all always times when we do it, you know, not when it's not healthy or we're we're we are just like distracted and mm-hmm. we go down into a hole. So tips for helping us to reduce uh, phone distraction. Uh, one is always setting limits for yourself, and this is really hard. But say if you know that you're going to have to that you have to be fully on Mm -hmm. in situations. Maybe, like, you give yourself your phone only during nap times Mm -hmm. or after the kids go to bed, which isn't much time during an entire day. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you can only answer texts or or calls during the day, and then the nap time is where you can do your social media Mm -hmm. scrolling or... Or whatever. Um, just just having those kind of little rules of thumb for yourself so you create boundaries for yourself. And then you feel like you can actually relax into it mm-hmm. when you, when it's time for your just to have fun. Mm-hmm. And, you know, relax and veg out with your phone. Um, some people I don't, like, keep their phones in their rooms for the day. Mm-hmm. Or if they really can't separate it or from themselves. Um, other things... Um, other tips for kind of keeping our boundaries set um, or just not getting distracted when we have our phones in our hands. Like I was saying, like you unlock it and you're like, mm-hmm. Where, what was I doing? Or you get distracted by everything else. Um, turning off notifications so that – and I recently – I don't do it carte blanche for everything because I do have like a work social media app that um, some of my clients correspond with me on. Mm -hmm. So I have to keep the notifications on for that one. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a couple others that, uh, because I manage some social media accounts that I keep on. However, 
everything else, the notifications is off. I don't need to know on Goodreads if somebody liked yeah. my post. You know, that yeah. kind of a thing. So, yeah. like, are those notifications that are just annoying yeah. that a lot of lots of apps seem to have when they think it's important what they're going to tell you? Mm-hmm. That kind of a thing. So I turn off most of them. Um, and then also I don't have them show up on my lock screen. Mm-hmm. No notifi- notifications except for text or, or missed calls show up on my lock screen. So... It even because that to me was the trigger, just like pushing the button and seeing it there. Yeah. Um, you can keep your phone on vibrate, uh, which is mine is always on vibrate all mm-hmm. the time. Um, it's very helpful too, so that I don't because I, I mostly did that because I was getting like I was sitting in a meeting or in church and my phone would go off and so mm-hmm. I just I mostly keep it in my back pocket anyway. So it's on vibrate all the time. Um, and another way to keep from distraction is also like how you organize your apps. Mm-hmm. Um, do you are you a person that has a million of them with the tons of screens, or do you keep them in folders, or how do you organize your apps? Yeah, I, I went through like maybe a year and a half ago and was like, do I really need this? Like, no. What do I actually use? So I have my most important ones on the main screen, and then like on the second page, like the second page, I just have two little folders, ones for like my photography apps. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the first one is like Hulu and Netflix. Like if I were to be stranded somewhere and wanted to watch, mm-hmm. it's they're on there. But other than that, it's just on the main screen. Yeah. And I try to limit, but I don't know. Cause I, I don't, I wasn't using them. They were just taking up space and mm. mind space and mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I t- I've tended to, before I really started thinking about this mindfully, mm-hmm. I would just, like, see a cool app or have a recommendation for one and just download it and, like, oh, I'll look at it later. And then I never went back to look at them, you know. Mm-hmm. So I I only have apps on the front screen. Mm-hmm. I only have one screen of apps. Um, the top kind of half of them, however many, 9 or 12 that is, are just there and then the bottom I think of six folders mm-hmm. and then the the rest of them you know go in there mm-hmm. so that um I just yeah and then the scrolling I was trying to scroll back and forth and try trying to remember which screen it was on I couldn't remember so I just like put it all on one screen that mm-hmm. helps me mm-hmm. um another way to do it is and I found an article it was a really great one um it was in the blog digital telepathy but he said how to kill your iPhone addiction with four settings, one hairband, and a post-it note, mm-hmm. <laughs> which we'll link to in the show notes. But um, his was a lot more extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't even have any apps available on the screens. He put all of his apps in, I forget what it's called, that bar at the bottom? Yeah, uh, I don't know. What yeah, either. Uh, dashboard maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Whatever the bar at the bottom is. And so apparently you can put a folder in that bar on the bottom, oh, which I, I didn't, didn't even, yeah, yeah, which I didn't realize. And he could put all of the apps in that folder. So you literally can't see it. Um, and he said, I think it was, you can have a hundred, it was like maybe nine per screen, nine or 12 per screen, and so many screens. So you could have over a hundred apps mm-hmm. in one folder. So he's like, if you need more than that, then you should probably yeah. start whittling down. <laughs> There's no way you're gonna use that many apps, most yeah. likely. And then, so what he has to do is he has to search for an app when he wants it. So basically being mindful about why am I here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I need this. Mm-hmm. And then also utilizing, like if you swipe right, mm-hmm. I always 
right to left. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. to think about yeah, that. Yeah. Or if you, anyway, where you have the, um, I think they call them widgets. They call them widgets? Yeah, it's like the news ticker and everything. Yes. That, the Apple. But you can has. edit that to the one and just have the one showing that you most use mm-hmm. um, if you if you want to do that. I utilize, I recently utilized that, and I, I like that a lot. And I could see even going to taking them all off that one screen and just mm-hmm. utilizing the few that I do and then searching for one mm-hmm. if I need it otherwise. Um, so that's just a few ways to kind of like deal with app management and um, obviously go through and delete the ones that you don't use regularly. Um, and this is uh, another tip that I came across that actually I was reminded. Have you ever seen this HuffPost article? It's, it's a... It's kind of funny. It's a 1991 Radio Shack ad, and everything in the ad you can now do on your phone. <laughs> so you could buy I've like seen it. thousands of thousands of dollars worth of stuff in the 90s mm-hmm. is all in the palm of our hand now. So it was stuff like, well, obviously a speed dial phone, meaning you yeah. would have different numbers programmed, which was a big thing then. Mm-hmm. Um, an answering machine. A la, now we call a voicemail. Yeah. Um, audio recorder, a scanner, a CD player, which my <laughs> kids still, I don't know what to call them. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. Like, you know, disc things. Um, VHS camcorder, like so, video yeah. recorder, uh, word processor, a calculator, uh, stereo f- headphones, mm-hmm. clock radio, all that stuff. Anyway, it was kind of funny. We'll link hey, to I that. I guess when you think about that, um, the iPhone doesn't seem so expensive. Like if you're no. literally like taking all those things that exactly. you would have bought in the early 90s, yeah. it's like, oh, well, it makes sense that the iPhone yeah. is $800 or however much it is. But there's one thing that, you know, tip that I ran across that I've seen that instead of, you know, go analog with some of those devices mm-hmm. if it's a distraction, especially in your bedroom. Mm-hmm. So say maybe you, sh- maybe you could get a you know, old school alarm clock that it was just a clock mm-hmm. <laughs> and maybe a radio mm-hmm. <laughs> attached to it. Uh, and then don't keep your phone, you know, next to you in bed or if that's always a temptation for you or if you're having trouble going to sleep or it's the first thing you pick up when you wake up, that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was a, or it was a good, you know, a good tip for yeah, definitely. maybe uh, curing your iPhone um addiction so um one other thing i just want to talk about that can always be a uh, distraction or it can kind of always be pointed at as the downfall of our society is social mm-hmm. media it definitely can be like a big time suck mm-hmm. obviously um but i think this too you can't put a blanket statement on what's good or bad or how much time you should spend on it mm-hmm. um I think you just need to evaluate for yourself, you know, what is your time worth? And are there other things that you could be doing um, instead of just scrolling? Is it healthy for you? Like, is your personality type one that will fixate or it will create feelings of jealousy for you Mm -hmm. or whatever? Um, Is it healthy for you to be on it? Because I can definitely see it both ways. For some people, social media, and especially when I was at home with kids, Mm -hmm. like stay-at-home mom, it was a lifeline and a, and a, you know, like a support 
group for me, mm-hmm. you know, having those either I was in several Facebook groups with moms or, you know, just keeping up with your friends on that. You felt like I'm not alone. Other mm-hmm. people are going through this stuff. So I definitely see that. But that's where, you know, you can put boundaries on it. Um, you can also, again, turn off all the notifications on those things. But um, I think, again, we have to give um, ourselves grace mm-hmm. either way for those things. So is there anything else that you uh, thought about in um, a few things. I think that when you say that, when you say that it was moral support for you, I think that's true, but I don't, I think we have to say, like, is it replacing time spent with people? Mm. Like, are you stepping out of your comfort zone if you're more introverted and getting together with moms? Because that's, the internet is not going to replace face-to-face value like that it's not going to replace it even Mm -hmm. just with one of my best friends we haven't seen each other in a few weeks and like our relationship is different because we haven't gotten the FaceTime we've talked several times a week on the phone but it 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 is not the same thing right so I'm not discrediting how valuable it can be but I just see how life-giving can be when you actually Mm -hmm. take the time to go and again like maybe moms have more than one and it's going to be much harder for me once I have a second like Uh Maybe I'm speaking and I don't really know what I'm saying, but I just think that we should value, like, we should still put emphasis on getting out there with people. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That was one thing. And then the other thing was, um, I think I mentioned this a few podcasts ago, but I was scrolling pretty much all through Charlotte's nap time, which is a couple hours, and I was just realizing I wasn't refreshed. And maybe you told me that, that, like... someone told me that that they just weren't refreshed after nap time they felt more like bogged down or Mm -hmm. like just like yeah I kind of wasted my time Mm -hmm. so I've just like really tried to either force myself to like eat my lunch and like allow myself to scroll during that time while I'm eating my lunch and then I read or like I've been forcing myself to take a nap during Mm. that time like because I need the extra sleep right now so just what is life giving to you during those extra breaks and I I guess those are the boundaries that we're Mm -hmm. talking about but Mm -hmm. well that's a good point like if you separate the that or if you think about the time that you spend scrolling Mm -hmm. and I can't even remember what the latest stat is but it's hours Mm -hmm. a day that some people um, do that and you can definitely mindlessly scroll that Mm -hmm. away you know what what else might be life-giving during that time as I mean are there I'm like for us we love to read Mm -hmm. so that to me I definitely would pick up a book Mm -hmm. over over doing that um or like if you have you know if you like to knit or you like to sew Mm -hmm. there's so many other things even just over the um spring break uh my family we went on a a vacation with her family and it was great and my sister started pulling the crossword puzzle out of the paper every day and we would we were like she's like what about this one and we'd sit and we'd do it together mm-hmm. and I was like I feel like I actually like accomplished something mm-hmm. and it was it was fun and I forgot like I just haven't done a crossword puzzle in forever yeah. so just things like that that challenge your brain and um make you feel like you did something and invigorate mm-hmm. you maybe would be more life-giving. Than yeah. And again, I'm not trying to call out people for I, everyone's walk is different. and It's sure. going to look different depending on how many kids you have, what your right. climate is. Like mm-hmm. I was just telling you, it, I it's so hard to get outside yeah. when it's 30 degrees And out. we could be having the same conversation about watching TV mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really any entertainment yeah. or things that you zone out 
Yeah. During. And, I mean, again, there's nothing wrong with that. You need that at mm-hmm. some point in time. You have to take a break. Like, you need mom- momming is mm-hmm. so hard mm-hmm. as it is. It's a 24-hour gig. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I do not want to, you know, like, discredit, you know, undervalue that. Because, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, we're both there. And we know that. But is it like you said, draining you mm-hmm. or taking um, away from your enjoyment of life is something that you need to answer for yourself. Yeah, and you know mm-hmm. your boundaries. And yeah. It sometimes takes time. It's take, it's, I'm still not aware of what my boundaries are with it. Like, I'm still a work in progress with this. Mm-hmm. So. And sometimes you just have to figure out what the trick is for you. Yeah. Like I said, like some people just saying, okay, I'm not going to check it between this and this mm-hmm. time is enough for them. Mm-hmm. And for some people, they're like, literally, I have to lock up my phone yeah. or I have to like, like, like with, for me, like snacking, mm-hmm. like in front of the, like literally sometimes I'm like, I tell my husband, like, when I say take this away, you have the permission to pull it out yeah. of my head. Like I often like, take this away, take it away. I can't do it. I can't yeah. stop. You know, yeah. that kind of a thing or having accountability with other people or, mm-hmm. you know, is, is also, um, a good idea. There are even, I'm sure there are timer apps that, there are. Um, I'll look some. I'll look some up and stuff. Yeah, I know that there's one. I can't. Oh gosh, I can't. I know. My mind. I can't think of it either. Yeah, but. it won't let you spend more than a certain amount of time. Yes, like you can put a time limit on mm-hmm. your amount of scrolling. There's so. also ones that'll monitor it for you. So yeah. even if it won't stop you from do it, then you can look back and go, Oh my gosh, I mm-hmm. spent this much time, which is eye opening. Yeah, in yeah, itself yeah. too. So, yes, cool. Good. Well, thank you for this conversation, Diane. I hope you were uplifted <laughs> and felt <laughs> like it was life-giving to yeah. you. And I hope all of you got some um, great ideas from it as well. So thank you so much for listening today. And we also want to give a shout-out to those people who have rated us on iTunes. We love you. Thank you so much. Diane was going to read one of those. Yeah. Um, it says, Another Midwest Minimalist Mom. Um, love your podcast and realistic approach to minimalism. I've already gained so much value from it. Thanks to Diane for the tip on reading 15 minutes a day. Because of you, I'm on my second book in a week. Also, thanks to Megan for the planner recommendation. I love it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, see, she maybe replaced some of her social media scrolling time. <laughs> that's 15 minutes of reading. Yeah. Maybe. That's awesome. So please, please, please um, rate us, subscribe, Give us a, a little review so that other people are able to find us more easily. We are mm-hmm. also on Stitcher. And as always, you can go to our website, which is minimalistmomspodcast.com. And you can there link to all of the other places that we are on social media. So thank you so much. Thanks, guys. <laughs>